All right. Welcome to Revelance Radio. My name is Kevin here with my co-creator, co-founder, co-host, Miguel. What's going on, Miguel? That much? What's going on over there? How's it going? Uh, you know, what are we uh, What are we doing here today? Uh, well, we're going to talk about us. It's our first episode. Uh, let's just have some fun, you know, talk about what we're doing and how we got here, etc. Um, and hopefully some people can get a background as to why we're doing this. Um, you know, I learned something along the way. Yeah, I think we've been uh, spending a long time trying to get up to this point. There's a lot happening behind the scenes to get us to where we are today. But I uh, figure we should just get started, get us uh, live on Rebel Ants Radio and kind of catch everyone up to where we are today. So uh, let's start at the very beginning for anyone tuning in who has no idea what Rebel Ants is. Uh, Rebel Ants is a NFT project, 10,000 uh, profile pictures, PFPs, and uh, computer-generated art that you created. And uh, tell us, what is an NFT? So an NFT basically is a unique digital identifier, you know, that cannot be copied, uh, substitute, or even subdivided. Um, it's recorded in a blockchain, um, and it's used to certify authenticity and ownership. You know, the ownership of an NFT is recorded in the blockchain. So you basically own the rights to it. Um, you can transfer it um, by the owner, obviously, and allowing the NFT to be sold um, and traded if that's something that you choose to do. Um, <clears throat> obviously, I really like NFTs because, you know, I've been into art for a very long time. And NFT kinda, NFTs kind of give someone, an artist, a platform on how to showcase their art. You know, I think it's a great idea. So from the beginning, I, I always thought it was a, an amazing thing. So we finally were able to do something, right? Yeah, you and I have been talking crypto, talking NFTs for a long time now. We've been talking crypto really since we've known each other back to like 2011, 10. 2010, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how did you get into crypto to begin with? What's your background story? And then I'll share mine. Um, so I've always been into crypto, like you said, since 2010, um, always been fascinating, fascinated by it, right? Um, just the fact that you're able to transfer uh, a currency instantly to a different part of the world without having a middle person. I, I thought that that was revolutionary, such a great idea, right? Yeah. You know, the first time I heard about this idea of transferring currency without the percentage or the fee or the cut going away. And, you know, one of the first examples I heard about was, you know, imagine donating a hundred dollars to a charity and then getting all of the money instead of fees being taken out because you're transferring it. That really like blew my mind. And I knew that this was, you know, something that really made sense and something the world needed at this point. Uh, when did you first hear about Bitcoin as like the first cryptocurrency? What was your first exposure to that? Um, 2000 and I'm going to say maybe 10 around um, late 2010, um, there was a lot of buzz in the internet, a lot of chats going on about this digital currency, kind of define banks, et cetera. So, you know, it just kind of got me interested. I, you just go on the chats and see what's going on, kind of try to learn from it. Um, it was, it was at the time, it was very secluded, right? Not anybody knew about it. So you have to kind of, you had to kind of like go into all these different websites and chats and, and, you know, just things to try to learn something from it. But I thought it was really interesting and I really wanted to be part of it. Um, so I got into Bitcoin super early, um, you know, 
and here I am. Yeah, yeah, here we are. I, I heard about it first also in 2010 uh, from another podcast called Free Talk Live, which uh, I don't listen to anymore, but it was the first exposure I had to Bitcoin. And I remember how hard it was to get Bitcoin or transfer Bitcoin or do anything with it. I had this old little laptop at the time and I was like, oh, I could mine Bitcoin, right? Like how hard could this be? And it was a complete, you know, overwhelming Disaster. challenge. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't really work on a, on a tiny laptop even back then. So I'm glad that we've progressed and that it's a lot easier to obtain and use and transfer any sort of cryptocurrency. So I think, I think we're heading in the right direction. It's obviously a lot more mainstream now than it's ever been. And I think that only helps shed light um, on projects such as, you know, what an NFT could be in general. So uh, let's go back a second because you had talked about what an NFT was and talked about the drawing of it. But there's there are other types of NFTs, right? So there's music and there's other just digital assets that can be transferred online through the metaverse, whatever that is. How did you decide that you wanted to kind of focus on a art project? Well, again, I've always been into art, right? So since I was, since I can remember, pretty much I've been into art. So it's it, it's kind of difficult to do uh, something you love when the real world kind of hits, right? And you have to get a real job, you have to pay bills, etc. Um, and you know, once you learn about NFTs and what you can do and how easy it is um, to just draw something and kind of put it there. Well, in context, it's not easy to do because here we are trying to learn ourselves, yeah. right? But um, you know, it, it kind of got me interested and I really wanted to to I, I always wanted to do something with with the whole NFT world and, and see how it kind of transpired into into something. Right. Um, just knowing that I wanted to do art. I again, since I was little, I always wanted to draw. I always I was always in school doodling, you know, uh, making pictures on walls and stuff like that. Uh, so. It was. I thought it was a great idea, and I and I just really wanted to hone in on it. And I, I think one, me and you talked about it several times. Um, we never really put anything in paper. Um, and then one day, it was. It, I just kind of sat sat down and and on my iPad and started kind of drawing. And, and I think I texted you, and I was like, "Hey, I think we're ready to do this. Let's just do something, right?" Yeah, yeah. You and I had talked about some other theoretical project months ago, months before that, right? And then you approached me around um, August, I think, saying like, hey, look, I've got the basis for this thing, right? You were already drawing and working on the the portrait uh, the portrait of the, the ant and then the traits. And uh, I was excited by it. And so I was like, yeah, let's, let's just do this. Let's see where this goes. Let's see how far we can make it on our own. Or really just you and me, no real experience, no technical background, just a couple of uh, Zero. Crypto, yeah, crypto nerds, crypto degens uh, that had really been enjoying the NFT space and really appreciated and respected the culture and just wanted to kind of contribute and give back to that, right? So we, when you first reached out to me, you had a project called the Angry Ants. And we're not the Angry Ants, we're the Rebel Ants. So how do we get from Angry Ants to Rebel Ants? <laughs> so uh, we found out that someone out there was named already Angry Ants. So we had to switch it to Rebel, but it, it kind of worked out perfectly. Yeah, uh, I think Rebel feels better than Angry Ants. I feel like it's a little more purpose and mission driven. When when the name Rebel Ants first came up, what did what did it mean to you? What, what did that really resonate with? Just define the space, right? We're the little guys with no experience trying to get into the NFT world, you know? And in all honesty, it was really difficult for us to even get to where we are now. We had to learn 
all this stuff in the background, no code, right? Uh, what we can and cannot do, Discord, um, Twitter spaces, Twitter in general, um, Instagram, TikTok. There was a lot to learn, and and fortunately enough, there's there's YouTube out there, and you know people that really want to help. But it was very difficult to try to find some of these people that really want to help you, and try, you know, and trying to learn what this is. So we had the great idea of just trying to showcase what it is step by step, what it is that we're doing, so that other people can kind of learn, and if they want to follow on in the same steps, they can. So the, here we are. This is why we're doing this. You know, it was it was super difficult. There was not much information out there. Um, you know, we rely on a variety of YouTube videos, friends, Discord chats. Uh, we ask questions on Twitter, et cetera, um, to try to get here. So hopefully what we want to do in showcasing this, this, this platform is to kind of teach other artists out there who are thinking at home, like, oh, how can we do that too? You know, and kind of give them a, a base on how to start. And if they want to follow the same footsteps, they can, you know, and we'll, we'll teach them and we'll show them what it is that we're doing to see if they can, you know, follow on the same footsteps. Yeah. You and I have kind of uh, divided and conquered all, all the duties that there are with getting even this far. Right. And, and we're right at, you might, you might think of it as the finish line or the starting line. I don't know. Right. We're about to go live with minting in about a week and that's really where the, the fun gets started. But to get here has taken a lot, right? Like you said, a lot of social media, a lot of building, a lot of generating, um, a lot of learning and a lot of asking questions. So let's let's hone in, you know, piece by piece on that. Um, let's take it back to the to the art and kind of explain to everyone how how you made the art and then how you got it essentially onto the blockchain so that it's ready for minting come uh, October thirty first. So this is a long story, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I wanted I wanted something that meant something. So ants. They, they really are strong little guys, right? They, they've been around for thousands of years. They're resilient, right? Yeah. Uh, they lived through the ice age and they're still here, right? So yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was a, a funny innuendo just having to uh, be the, the ants be the art. Um, so anyway, so we, we had the, um, the art done or I had the art done, right? Uh, and we were trying to figure out how to, how to generate the the ten thousand that we wanted to to do right, and, it, and that was difficult. We couldn't figure out an NFT generator. There was like eight million videos on YouTube about how to do this, how not to do this. I, we just couldn't figure it out. And then I stumbled upon something called NFT generator. Yeah. Um, you ha you had to spend like I, I think it was in the basis of like five six hundred bucks to try to generate the art. Um, we did that. Um, thinking that it was going to work out and we were going to learn something and, and it was going to be something easy to do. And it didn't pan out, right? So we generated all this art and we couldn't use it uh, because we couldn't figure out the steps. I mean, we're not engineers. We're not, we don't have a coding background, et cetera. And I, and I thought that it was very difficult to understand some of the things that they were kind of saying to do. Yeah. Um, and we, me and you kept going back and forth for for days on this, trying to figure out what the next move would be. We had all this art and we didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, and so the the issue with NFT generator was that it it generated the art, right? It combined all of the layers that you had and then you had 10,000 images. But then it was a question, how do you get that onto the blockchain, right? How do you make it 
uh, hosted online and then it can be minted, right? Was that the disconnect yeah. that we were running into? Yeah, and I'm sure for some people listening out there, you know, it's probably something that they're going to hear us say and they're like, ah, oh, that's easy to do. But for us, it was very difficult because obviously we didn't have the engineering or the coding background, um, yeah. like I mentioned earlier, right? So um, we were kind of stuck. And and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you've been a fan of Robotos for a very long time. Yeah. Um, actually, you got me into my first Roboto. Um, and then we met about, we we saw about Pablo Stanley, right? We started learning about uh, him and Bueno and this thing that he was kind of creating. And and I think one day I kind of said, well, let's, let's try Bueno and see what happens, right? And it was, it was so smooth and easy to use. It was very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was, it was just very easy to use and, and it, they explained it to the T exactly on how to do things and they really wanted to help you. Like he's, he's all about the art and his team yeah. is all about the art, right? And the artists and trying to learn how to bring people into the space. And I thought that that was something phenomenal, right? So we scratched the NFT generator art, we threw it all out and started from scratch again and decided to generate uh, through Bueno, right? So we did that. Um, we got the art done. We were able to figure out forms and all that other stuff. Um, and then we kind of moved on into, <laughs> into trying to promote, right? Uh, and ensuring that all our platforms were good, like the Discord, the Twitter, the Instagram, et cetera. Um, so then we started, I think we started with Discord. Um, right. That was our first social media that we were really focused on, especially from building a community and giving the NFTs, uh, you know, preference to use that as a community platform we we kind of started there yeah so with discord you know if you're not a discord user it becomes kind of difficult to use discord a little bit um you have to learn about bots you 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 know we had to go into some youtube videos etc to try to learn how to create your community and your channels etc um and we um it took us a while it took us a while to get there. And when we finally went live with the Discord, um, I think we had uh, two members at the beginning. Yeah, you <laughs> and, and me. And it was you and me, yeah. <laughs> so, so then we, uh, when we finally started growing a little bit, we, um, we discovered that Discord needs to be safeguarded. You got to kind of save your, your community, keep them safe. Uh, you know, you have people that try to get into your Discord to use fake links, et cetera, to make people click. I didn't know none of that at the beginning. Uh, and we learned that through through uh, Twitter, actually. Yeah. Uh, there was someone on Twitter, and and I think it was a, um, it was another podcast. a podcast. Yeah, it was yeah. a podcast we were listening to, and it was very informative. I mean, we were able to learn what what bots are safe, what to use out there, what what to put out there so that the community's safe, et cetera. Um, and I, you know, we ended up fixing the Discord and we obviously we still have more growing to do with the Discord. We still have more to learn with the Discord, but you know, just to give a base of like what happened with the Discord channel and how difficult it was to try to get it running. And for the people that are trying to do their NFTs and trying to open up a Discord page, you know, just make sure that you is safeguarded. Basically, don't use any yeah. crazy bots. 
Yeah, and I think we can definitely do a whole episode on that in the future. Uh, bringing up a comment here from Nubin Gear saying, just getting into Discord as a user is a pain. When I got into DeFi, I almost... Uh, almost a must to join info to get uh, to get info on the various projects. And that is so true, right? If you're part of a project and you're looking to be a part of the community and get the benefits of whatever that project is or just stay in the loop with whatever's happening, you've got to be in the Discord, right? Sure, you can follow on Twitter, but the Discord is really where the conversation is happening and you're going to meet other people in the community. So uh, totally accurate, uh, Noob and Gear. So great comment. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. And, and we're still learning, right? We're still learning... Yeah what Discord is all about. Like when you first start Discord, you start getting all these people that want to be your moderators. Yeah, right? everybody wants to work for you. Everybody wants to work for you in Discord. Every single every single person that tries to get into your Discord group. I think your your first like 50 people that join are all marketers that want to that want to be the, the moderator yeah. for your Discord, right? So yeah. you gotta be really careful. Yeah, I think once you announce to the world that you're starting an NFT project, you really make yourself vulnerable because everybody wants a piece of you, whether you know they're genuine or not. And it's really hard to tell the difference, right? It's hard to know from all the people that tweet us or message us on Discord that want to be a part of our project or work with us or collab with us. It's really hard to know who's, who's genuine or not. So um, I think yeah. where we're at right now, it's probably easier to just say no to everyone because we're not even ready to to work Expand. on other projects yeah. with other people yet. But I think as we get started and once our mint goes live, we'll have uh, a little more traction, a little more action going on and we'll need to work with others to help promote. But I think for now, it makes sense for us to just kind of thank everyone for their interest and let them know at this time, we're not we're not hiring anyone for our community. Yeah. And it's really difficult for us to, to kind of handle because it's just us too. So it's difficult for us to handle all the channels, right? The Twitter space, the Instagram, the Discord. So just bear with us until we we get there where we need to be, so that we're able to kind of go through all the platforms. But anyway, let's talk about you, Kevin. So you did our website, uh, which is amazing, by the way. Oh, thank <laughs> so, you. I'm very proud. So of how you. did you? <laughs> I'm very proud of you too for making it. So thank how you. did you? Um, how were you able to do that? How how did you get into this uh, web page making? stuff because obviously you did a lot of research too and it, and it came out phenomenal yeah what's interesting is the web platform that i used to develop is called webflow and my first exposure to nfts really was through watching a webflow video of pablo stanley making the Roboto's website in webflow so i was just looking for videos on webflow um, just trying to learn more and more last year and then i found a video of him building the website for the Roboto's, and i didn't know what the Roboto's were before that but watching him uh, build that website. And then on his channel was also where he was developing and drawing out the Robotos before they were, you know, anywhere close to live. So I kind of got this emotional attachment to it, having watched him build the website and spend hours and hours drawing out the actual uh, NFT. So um, I was happy to see that you can make an NFT website within Webflow because that's what we ended up doing. So I used Webflow to build the website there's a lot of cool interactions happening on there and we'll definitely do an episode that's a deep dive just into the website um, and the design behind Rebel Ants Radio and Rebel Ants. But the the combination of Webflow and then as you talked about with uh, Bueno.art, having the forms and the sign up button really happened at the right time for us because it was really just, um, it was just made a, a public option for us right when we were ready to put up the, the sign up list for the whitelist. So using Webflow, 
and then putting uh, embedding in the form uh, link with uh, from bueno.art into the website really made it possible to let people sign up for the whitelist because that was one of those other hurdles that we were facing saying, okay, how do we integrate Webflow and let people mint or sign up on the whitelist? <clears throat> and this was just the perfect combination. It's just funny that it ties back to Pablo Stanley and, and what he's doing. And like you said, he's always been very focused on the creator and this no code world and you know supporting artists. And so I think we were just lucky with our timing that it's, it's probably never been easier to get a form up to get uh, collect whitelist addresses. And, yeah, and, then, and, and I gotta address. say, I got to say that even when we had questions about uh, the Bueno forms and how to do certain things, right? We went into the their Discord and asked the questions and we were able to get answers right away. And things were very simplistic for us to try to get the stuff moving and going, right? Uh, I think that he's doing a great job with his team there. Um, and, and, and I think it's going to get even better, right? It's, it's getting easier and easier to showcase your art and, and be in the, in the NFT world. Yeah, he's definitely making it easier by the day. And it's not just him, it's his whole team, of course. So we are appreciative to be working with them. It, it wasn't a free thing to, to sign up for bueno.art, but it seems to have been well worth the money and the best value that you can get in terms of launching an NFT project because it's very all-encompassing. You can generate the art, you can mint right from there, and now you have access to all these other features such as forms, which is kind of helping us with this other hurdle that we were facing of saying, hey, we want to give out a gift to our first 100 uh, minters, right? So the first 100 holders, we want to send them a gift, a personal gift, a real life, an IRL gift box. How do we get their address, right? How do we know how to contact these people? Because all we had was their wallet address. And with yeah. the forms that Bueno was introduced, you can now collect you know, email addresses or Twitter names or even just addresses if people wanted to share that. So that's really going to help us in fulfilling that promise on our roadmap of uh, giving gifts to our first 100 holders. Yeah, and we made it optional, right? So if, if yeah. some people out there are not gonna feel safe, they don't know who we are, so we understand that. So we we made it optional, you know, but we are going to give away um, 100 gift boxes to the first mentors uh, and one free ant from the collection, right, too. So hopefully that happens. Yep, yeah, I'll uh, share the link for the whitelist right at the bottom here. And then minting goes live on 1031. So anyone who's watching this, please sign up, send us your address so we can let you know once uh, minting is live and you can be a first holder. You're gonna get an extra NFT drop, an airdrop from us, and you'll get the box uh, mailed if you are willing to share your address and contact information. So I uh, invite you to sign up now. So let's talk about some of the other social media, right? Well, let's talk about Twitter, right? What have we done to grow our Twitter community so far? So we've done some marketing. Um, obviously, we've we've done some marketing uh, through Twitter. Uh, we have some some people that we've that come across that have a very large audience, right? So they usually take a payment in Ether, uh, and they kind of just retweet your your tweet basically, and you hope to get some followers um, and some interaction there, some engagement, right? So that we've been lucky enough that that's kind of been working for us. Although, you know, the bots on Twitter are not very easy. So make sure that you keep that in the back of your head out there. That <laughs> For every 10, you might get one real person out there. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. So. What I think surprised me the most was how informal it was to work with marketers or promoters on Twitter, right? They're basically just saying, hey, for this much, I'll do this, right? I will post or I will repost or I'll pin or I'll have my 
you know, my network share a tweet. And so there's all these different options, but then it's just like, I'll do it for this much money and here's my address. And then you just send, you know, whether it's, you know, money or uh, ETH, but crypto. that's yeah. it. Yeah. Any sort of crypto, right? There's no real contract. There's no website. There's no agreement. There's no sign up. It's just this agreement that, Hey, I'll send you this money and then you'll do this thing. And I think we've been lucky to not get burned by that. Right. Everyone we've worked with has done it. What was really yeah. interesting was the biggest account that we worked with that we paid that had over a million followers when we paid them to just retweet something from us i think we got like 10 followers right just 10 followers whereas i think less than that yeah i think you're right probably less than 10 and i don't even know if those 10 are still around right we've probably lost them over time (laughs) Uh, but you know working with some of the smaller ones who say that they're nft promoters who maybe have 50,000 or 150,000 and we've gotten a thousand followers at some point from those, right? Again, like you said, some of those are bots and they drop off, but it's really, you can't just go by looking how many followers does that one person have to make a determination if you're going to be able to get, you know, bang for your buck on that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and also not, not only that, but the interaction that we keep doing on Twitter, liking stuff and commenting and just being, just engaging, that's getting us a lot of followers too. So that yeah. helps a lot. Yeah, what was that kind of formula that you were working off of for kind of daily, daily engagement? Wow. So let's let's talk about this for a second. So we we did major research, right, on how how to gain followers for days. <laughs> like you you're researching for days, like how to how to how to gain some followers on Twitter, how to get some engagement going, and it's very difficult. Yeah. Right? Till this day, it's very difficult. Um, the best thing you can do and the biggest advice that I've learned so far, and I, we're still in the early stages, obviously, but the biggest advice is just be engaged, be engaged and, and you know, make your presence known on Twitter, follow people that you like, um, talk about stuff that you like, um, like stuff that you like, you know, and, and the followers will, will come. I think we're organically, we're gaining about four or five followers a day, pretty much. Um, yeah. It's not much, obviously, but at least it's something. We're, I mean, we are losing followers every day, too, as well, which I'm sure those are bots and stuff like that. Uh, but we're organically growing some followers. So yeah, I think I the think biggest just, advice is just to be engaged. For, you know, milestone reference of where we are today, uh, as of October 22nd, uh, sorry, October 23rd, we have uh, 1,022 followers, right? And we joined in August of 2022. And so, like you said, it's, it's more slowly growing, but I think that's the right type of growth, right? We, we did a, we did a number of things to get our name out there and get some exposure, but now it's, it's also on us to continue that natural growth. And like you said, being involved in the community that you want to be involved in your project is probably the most valuable thing that you can do is just be a part of that community. Yeah. 100%. So the other thing, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. So the other things that we've done too, um, when it comes to like social media, um, I think we had an issue with Instagram, right? We, yep, we, had an issue, we had an issue with Instagram for weeks. We couldn't get into Instagram. There's, there's a part when you're joining Instagram and it starts asking you for the phone number verification and we kept putting the phone number down and it wouldn't go through. Um, and we try that for weeks and days and we try emailing um, Instagram and that's like, you know, hitting a wall. We, we couldn't get the page up. And then finally right. we just kind of said, screw it. Let's just use somebody else's phone number. And we did. And it actually went through. So yeah. 
Um, we're finally on Instagram, so follow us on Instagram. Um, we're, we're posting a lot of pictures on Instagram of stuff that we're working on. Um, we're, we're posting stuff on merchandise on V2 volume two that we're going to be working on for the ants. We already started uh, doing that artwork, um, just random artwork. Sometimes I feel inspired to come home and, you know, draw some ants doing different things. Um, which by the way, I think my graffiti ants is pretty cool. Just wanted the to say graffiti that. Graffiti ant is great. It's actually the background. If you can squint your eyes over <laughs> here, you'll it. see the background. Um, yeah, I think what we've also realized with this, just this idea of rebel ants is there's so much that we can build off of this, right? Like we just initially had this name of rebel ants. And then as you've drawn and as we've kind of talked about what is the meaning and the mission of, of rebel ants, like there's just so much that we can do with it. So much, so many different directions we can take it in. And so I'm excited about that, right? It's not just like a, a one and done sort of thing, or, you know, it's not just a launch 10,000 pictures and then walk away. Like there's so much we can do with this. Right. And, you know, Rebel Ants Radio is just one extension of that. And so there's so much more to come. Like you said, there's V2 and then we're working on, uh, you know, eventually scheduling real life meetups, especially in conjunction with one of the partners uh, that we're working with, which is One Tree Planted, which uh, they will plant a tree for every dollar that you donate. And our commitment is that we're going to donate a dollar for every transaction, for every sale of a Rebel Ant NFT. So hopefully, you know, at the very least, there's 10,000 trees planted on our behalf and hopefully a lot more as our project mints out, as people buy and sell and trade. So I'm really looking forward to kind of building up um, everything around the Rebel Ants community. Yeah, I mean, and we really wanted to do something good and we putts around for, for weeks too, thinking about like, how can we partner with a nonprofit? And we thought about all these huge nonprofit organizations out there. Right. And the moment that we started looking into them, it's, it's more of like a business, not really a nonprofit. Right. And we stumbled upon uh, One Tree Planted and I thought it was a great idea. I thought it was phenomenal. And we got in touch with them and they got in touch with us. We had a couple of meetings and it was amazing. So here we are with One Tree Planted and hopefully we can plant those 10,000 trees. Yeah. What was cool when we had our video calls with them, just sort of introductory calls is you know, they, you know, we were not the first NFT project to go to them. They've clearly no. worked with a lot of NFTs. So we were like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess we're not the first guys here looking to do this. So, I mean, I think, you know, popular publicized NFTs have probably been going on at least, you know, maybe 18 months now, right? If, if that. Yeah. And so I, I guess if nothing else, it's cool just to know that there's other big projects out there um, that are kind of a few steps ahead of us. And we're going to, we're going to get there. We're going to catch up to them and I'm sure we'll surpass them because, you know, you and I are in it for the long haul. And, you know, the premise of Rebel Ants is that we're the small guys, right? We're the small guys doing this all on our own, figuring it out from day one. And, uh, and we're going to make it work. So that's that's what I'm excited about. And that's what you can expect from Rebel Ants Radio is just updates on our project, bringing in the community, sharing where we're at, kind of going behind the scenes and, you know, letting you know how we're doing and kind of talking about what else is happening in the industry and in the space and other news happening with NFT projects. So this, this can be your one-stop shop for staying up to date with Rebel Ants, as well as crypto news and NFT news that we're, that we're happy to share. Yeah. And I'm hoping that in the future, we could get some other artists to come on the show too, and kind of talk about, you know, how they got started, what they have to do, what hurdles did they go through? Right. And I think it'll be a great thing for other listeners and other artists to to really hear and, and, and learn that they can also do this too, right? We had zero experience and here we are already doing a podcast and going live on YouTube right now, right? So obviously it can be done. Yeah, 
It definitely can. And uh, like I said at the beginning, even just to get to here, it took us a while, right? We were looking at probably every platform that there is to stream. And so I think the first thing we looked at was uh, the Riverside platform, which a lot of big podcasts and video podcasts use, but it just didn't seem like it had a lot of flexibility. It was nice that it links directly to Anchor, which is the podcast platform through Spotify. So we will be releasing the audio version and the video version of this really as a podcast through Anchor, but I didn't love the way Anchor was, right? I couldn't I couldn't figure out OBS. I'll be the first to admit it. I just couldn't figure it out. Um, that's the common platform for streaming, but it's just not for me, way above me. Once we learn really about, about it. No, it's I'm over it. I, I'm a little I'm a little buttered <laughs> over it, but that's okay. We've moved on to some of the more web-based platforms, right? So first we looked at we looked at Riverside, then we looked at StreamYard, which is what we're using now. And then we looked at EVMux, and I really liked EVMux, but it just doesn't really work for us for some reason. What you know, some of the feedback we got was that it just doesn't work well on Macs, Mac computers, and it was very choppy. It was very hard for us to stream through that. Although I really liked the system itself for creating overlays and text and backgrounds and all the parts that you want to display visually, it just didn't work for us from an audio perspective. So we moved on from EVMux. Then uh, recently learned about Ecamm Live. That looks pretty good too. Maybe we'll upgrade to that. But for now, we're we're on a play, paid plan for StreamYard, and this is what we got so far. We'll make it work, and we'll keep going with it. And uh, we we hope to continue to evolve this platform as well, uh, and just kind of keep everyone up to date with what we're doing. Any other thoughts, Miguel? Um, no, not at the moment. I mean, I think this is our very first episode, right? So yeah. we just want to kind of introduce ourselves. We really want to go into details of how we got to where we got. As of right now, I mean, I think we gave a base of um you know what we had to do to get here uh and hopefully in the next few episodes we can talk about more in detail uh what we needed to go really go through to get to to this point right and all the headaches and you know being at work and coming back home and trying to do this in, in the afternoons stuff like that so yeah. for you people out or, there that are working am and doing it before work or are doing it before work right so for those people that are out there that are working hard to support their families and stuff just know that if this is something that you want to do and you're an artist obviously you can still do this it just takes a little bit more effort you have to obviously take care of your families first and then you know on the side put a put let do, do what kevin does he does a he has this huge book for appointments so for today i had to make this appointment with him to be able to to record today no but seriously like um Obviously, you, you, this is something that you want to do. You can. It's, it's you just need to put the effort, right? Yeah, that is a great point. We we both have full time jobs. We're both very busy, and uh, I think we both agreed that if we could work on Rebel Ants full time, that would be our full time job. But for now, this is where we're at, and uh, hopefully, one day we'll be able to make that transition. But this is this is the beginning of the journey, and it'll it'll only continue to grow from here once minting go live minting goes live on October 31st so check out our website uh, rebelance.io for all the information on that and yeah thanks miguel i think uh, it was good we finally got time to sit down and do this get this out and then from here like you said a bunch of deep dives into the steps we've taken to get here and then kind of catch us up to going live and kind of sharing our journey from there right and uh, we'll see you on the next episode yeah Thanks, everyone, for watching, and we'll see you again hopefully in a week. Bye. Thanks, everyone.